0: What an exciting day. Happy 5th of July. Title of today's sermon is Focus on the 4th. Now I realize this is still a holiday weekend, but we have to have that freedom in our lives. So we're going to talk about this weekend, freedom. And that's what we have, happy 4th of July and freedom. What holds you back, and right out of the gate, let's kind of ask you this question, what holds you back from telling others about your church, Heartland? What holds you back from telling people about Jesus Christ? Well, the number one response to that question is this, fear and lacking freedom. We're going to talk about that today. Fear and lacking freedom. You know, it's easy to be satisfied with ourselves and feel that everything's okay with us and forget that there's a world that needs to find the same freedom in Christ that Paul did. Because if we share our freedom and the joys that we have in life, how can others benefit And they can benefit greatly. This is where it becomes important for us to go forth. Go forth. That's what we're talking about today is going forth. Getting outside our comfort zone, gaining freedom, and going forth and doing something different and making it happen in life for the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul wasn't in fear because he knew the importance of evangelizing for our Lord and Savior was of utmost importance. And telling everybody about Jesus Christ, this comes in many forms. Listen. Telling people about Jesus and about your church and getting excited, it not just standing in front of you all today and sharing God's Word. That's part of it. It's not in a street corner with a megaphone. I remember Anthony Lawrence used to do that in Winter Haven. He used to be down on Haven Boulevard and Highway 17, right where it intersects. And he'd be out there, and I remember one thing he'd always be saying out there in that megaphone, love your wife, love your wife, y'all remember that? And I used to roll my window down, blow the horn, and say, tell it, preach it. He was all excited. He was passionate. How many of us would go out there and do that? <laughs> That'd be weird for me. Now some of y'all might be saying, I can go do that. Well, let me see you do it. You call me when you're going to go do it. I'm coming out and cheer you on. But I appreciate the enthusiasm and the passion for Anthony and what he did here in, in Winter Haven. And I'm reminded that's the exact thing that Paul was doing. He wasn't in fear. He wanted to invest in other people's lives, and that's so important for us today. You've probably never seen this movie, but it's called The Blind Side. You all remember it? (laughs) What a wonderful movie. had such a great storyline to it. This rich white family adopts this African-American young man who's homeless, had nowhere to go. They brought him into the home, and they invested in him, and they loved on him, and they showed him all the things of life. They gave him hope for tomorrow. They gave him his first bed in that one part of the movie. He was excited, because that was his first bed he's ever slept in. And they invested in him. Because of Leanne and Sean Tuey, he went on to go to play college football and professional football and made a name for himself. But it wasn't without the investment in this family. They wanted to make a change. And I love true stories. When, when the movie comes out, it's true. I love those the best. But what a beautiful picture of kindness, influence, investment in people's lives. How about you today? How about you today? Listen, the he's found freedom. And let me tell you what freedom means. This is the definition of freedom, as Webster tells it. Defined as the power or right to act, to speak, or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. In other words, helping another person. Isn't that crazy? So a lot of us don't have have freedom. There's reasons why we can't do anything. In fact, there are people right here in this church that have benefited from investing, investing in them and investing in their lives and investing in, in one another. It makes a difference. And we can look around the auditorium right here today, and I can see faces of the reason we have we've invested in other people. You're here. And it may not have been the case. God used Heartland people, not just the staff, but you. And you reached out, and you tried to help and keep plugged in here at Heartland many situations. One of our ministry partners that we have here at Heartland is called Faith Extreme. We heard about it during the uh, earlier part of our service, and that's these guys right here. Pastors Chad and Ricky did a good job. Uh, do we have any of the, of the students work in here today who work this for VBS? Just wave your hand at me if you are here. Uh, Pastor Chad and last, there's some right back there. Thank you. Proud of those kids. Proud of what they've done. Let's give them a hand. Most kids are out <laughs> riding skateboards and playing games or whatever, and those guys are here This there. Because this is our, our uh, faith extreme, and this is the VBS that our students are leading under the leadership of Pastors Ricky and Chad. I went there this past week and hung out, and you see those smiling faces, and you see these people investing in them. You can, ch- you can choose any kid up there, and you can just pick out one and choose. And you see that smiling face, but when they go home— There's probably not a smiling face. Why? Who knows what they're going home to. Reality. Some of these kids live in a motel and there's a family of five or six or seven living in a motel. It happens right here with these kids. But I saw their smiling faces. I saw the joy they had. You wanna know something? There's a great chance, a great chance these kids will be saved and then they'll go home and save their whole family. Wouldn't that be awesome? When I was a student pastor back in the day when I was a little younger, had a little more energy, I remember these kids would invest in their parents. They'd come with their friends from school, but their parents weren't going. They are being influenced at home and they were influencing their, their parents. And I used to love it when those kids would come and say, hey, my mom got saved, my dad got saved. Now they're coming to church. Wow, what a thrill. They invested in their own parents. And I pray that this is what happens here. Because that freedom we're talking about today is what Paul experienced. So it's gaining that freedom to be able to, what the definition said, being able to act as you want to act and tell people what you want to tell them. And it's so crucial for our time today. Listen, you can make a difference right here in our country, right here in our city. There's several places you can serve. Not only the the mission, this is off of our website. Faith Extreme, Youth for Christ, of Polk County, Life Choice Pregnancy Resource Center, the mission of Winter Haven Meals on Wheels or Family Emergency Services. This is on our website. If you click on those on the website, it gives you more information. You can serve. Now realize the virus situation slowed everything down. But if you want to go mess with a bunch of kids at Faith Extreme, there's a lot of adult ministries in here that can really use your influence and really use your help. And it gives you a way of having that freedom to go and share Jesus Christ and your faith and your two hands of serving with one of these organizations when that time has come on our website check it out and you too can have that freedom to be able to have what apostle paul has and we're going to look at that in just a minute further about how important it is to have that freedom to be able to choose the things you want to do and to help other people listen the romans chapter 15 is where we're heading to now starting verse number 14 we can all enjoy the freedom and the lord Shows us how to do that. We're going to talk about that. So take your copy of God's Word. Let's read it together If you've missed any of the messages in the past Pastor Ed's in Romans series right now ww.heartchurch.org. You can go to our media tab and see all the services there So you can get caught up if you're behind some so Let's go with Romans 15 14 through 23. I myself Am satisfied about you my brothers that you yourselves are full of goodness. This is apostle Paul now talking to this church filled with all knowledge and able to instruct one another. But on some points I have written to you very boldly by way of reminder because of the grace given me by God. Verse 16, to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles and a priestly service of the gospel of God so that the offering of the Gentiles may be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In Christ Jesus, then I have reason to be proud of the work for God. We're going to talk about that a little further. 18, for I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me, to bring the Gentiles to obedience by word or deed, by the power of signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem all the way around to Iricum, I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ. And thus, I have made it an ambition to preach the gospel, not where Christ has already been named, lest I build on someone else's foundation. 21. But it is written that those who have never been told of him will see, and those who have never heard will understand take it from an uh, Old Testament passage in Isaiah, this is the reason why I have so often been hindered from coming to you. And then verse 23, but now since I no longer have any room for work in these regions, he finished what he was doing, and since I have longed for many years to come to you, he ends up going to them. So let's all pursue freedom today as we look at the passage. The first we're going to look at today is people who find freedom must focus on themselves. You have to focus on yourself, after all, if you're trying to gain freedom, and if it's something you haven't been practicing, first of all, you have to be saved to gain the Christ, uh, the freedom of Christ. So that's one thing you need to look at today. But how encouraging is Paul in verse number 14? You focus on yourselves, but look at what Paul's saying. I myself am satisfied about you, my brothers, talking to the church, because you're full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able to instruct one another. First of all, what does that full of goodness mean? That means high moral character living and following christ so paul is telling this church i haven't been there i'm delayed but listen you guys are okay you're trying to follow christ filled with knowledge well first of all goodness it means high moral character obedience for the lord generous humble that's what that passage that's what paul is trying to tell them he talks about the filled with knowledge that means understanding god's truth in the gospel of christ jesus they knew god they knew his truth and by the power of his Holy Spirit, they're committed to living holy lives. So Paul is complimenting these guys, saying you have these two things. Then he goes on to say you're able to instruct one another. <laughs> this is when the breaks sometimes come on. Listen to this. Encouraging one another, warning each other, advising or coaching. You're know, all Christians. This is our duty today. So if you're a Christian, and you're sitting in this auditorium right now. In our modern world, it seems like it's harder harder to keep each other accountable. You you tend to start looking the other way when sin abounds. You you tend not to confront. You know know what I'm saying? Yeah? yeah. Especially ministry leaders. If you're you're a leader in here, whether you're a guest services leader or maybe a small group leader, listen, guys, it's your responsibility. If you have sin in the camp or somebody's doing what they shouldn't be doing, it's okay for you to share it with them. Now I'm not saying you holler at them and say you're a sinner, blah, blah, blah. But it's our responsibility to come alongside of them, as it says in Galatians 6 1. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him. Restore him. That means if somebody is in sin and you know it as as a Christian, you come alongside of them and put your arm around them and say, Man, I love you, but but this is something we need to talk about. It's it's okay to do that. You know, a lot of people don't believe that. A lot of people say it's none of my business. Well, you know what? If everybody, including pastors, all say it's none of our business to say anything, what, what, what condition would our world be in today? I mean, honestly. We've got to keep each other accountable and help each other, and that's what God's Word says to do. So, and then go, it goes on with that, restore him in the spirit of gentleness. Keep watching yourself, lest you can be in the same situation. Galatians 6-1 is a very powerful verse. Uh, I think I mentioned to you before, as a police officer, that's the verse that I use for my, my Law enforcement days, because I wouldn't be judgmental. Um, I wouldn't see anything less of the person that, that is in a ditch versus the, the person that I was. So that's what Galatians 6.1 is all about. But listen, we have to be able to do that in our hearts. Can you imagine for just one minute? If all of heart and church, if all of us, every one of us practiced Galatians 6.1 and really wanted to help people, how much better we would be as a church body, how much better we would be as a community, how much better we would be as a world not only we focus on themselves but you also people who find freedom must focus on their role and their role 15 and 16 verses 15 not cutting any slack and speaking with authority and that's what he did see paul talked about very boldly sometimes it's not comfortable to have a bold conversation with someone i speak from experience sometimes it's not fun sometimes I, i hate confrontation i really do i hate confrontation But you know something? I know it's part of of being a Christian. And sometimes you have to do it. But you do it in love. It's all about the attitude. It's all about how you approach people. That makes all the difference in the world. So it's very important for us to be bold and help people. Paul truly desired for them to get it right. He wanted all the churches that he planted and all the ministries he did, he wanted them to get it right. It was just a challenge. He gained nothing from it besides the satisfaction of serving the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why he did it. You know, Pastor Ed shared with us back in chapter 12, and he said not to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to think. And that's what he's talking about to us here. Paul's saying that, you know what? We should gain trust and confidence in all that we do each and every day, but it's not through humbleness. It's about what we are, are to do with our attitudes and when God gives us that opportunity. In verse number 16, he talks about the, saved or saved, uh, uh, the saints or priests, there's no one between you and God, only Jesus Christ who paid the debt of that old old nasty wooden tree. So in verse 16, he's talking about the priestly service. The priestly service. See, if you accepted Jesus Christ as a personal savior, you're a priest in the sense that you are, you being used by God to send people to to heaven. Because there's a place called heaven, a place called hell. Where are you today on that? You have to be saved or you're not saved? Where where, where are you? And that's what he's talking about. We are all part of that priestly um, responsibility. An obligation. So my question is Who have you told about Jesus Christ lately? I mean, how long has it been Since you went out and boldly told someone About your church? And I realize we've been offline Or online, not in But even telling somebody to go online When's the last time? This is something to think about Lunch table, dinner table Restaurants They have captive audiences there Because they want their tip, don't they? But don't tell them about Jesus and not give them a tip. Y'all hear me? Yeah, I'm gonna gonna give them a track. Slip it in the little booklet they give you, and you don't give them a tip. Ah, don't do that, please. So now we focus on themselves, people who find freedom must focus on their role. And then we're talking about people who find freedom focus on the power. Now, what's that power mean? That power it says in verses 17 and 18. Verse 17, he talks about, I'm proud of my work. Now, that's not proud and being boastful, putting a thumb thumb under the armpit saying I'm proud. What Paul is saying there is, I love serving the Lord. I love what what his authority does as far as helping people and making a change. Don't you want that in your life? How would you feel if someone you were working with or you were mentoring and they made changes in their life and you see the difference? There's no duplicate in the feeling, honestly. You can't buy that feeling. You can't want that feeling to to do something with it and make it happen. But the bottom line is, it's something you can make a difference in someone's life. And again, I shared a second ago, we we have people in our church right here, right now, today, that have benefited from that attitude. So Paul is saying that I'm honored to serve God and give Him my best. And that's what I want other people to do as well. In verse 18, it talks about, Christ has accomplished through me. It's what He has accomplished. And it goes right back to saying, we all have that Spirit of God that can benefit us. So, what what are you doing with it? Are you using that power? And what that power means is in verse number 19 the power of signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem all the way down to Iricum, which is a Roman providence, I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ. Are you honored to serve the Lord Jesus Christ? in whatever capacity you do. There's all kinds of things you can serve right here at this church. Are you doing it? Are you doing it out of joy? Are you doing it out of of freedom? These are the things I'm asking you to think about today. By the power of signs and wonders in verse number 19, by the power of the Spirit of God, I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ. Have you witnessed a miracle? I mean, truly a miracle? We have right in this church, maybe a cancer. A healing of cancer. We have some people in this church that are scratching their heads saying, don't know how that happened. Relationships. Relationships falling apart, and God touched the the relationship, and it's, it's all changed. It's right here in this church. You may not see it every day, but it happens right here in this church. The power of the Holy Spirit can change all things. A dire situation turns positive. I've seen it time after time again. Listen, you may be sitting here today just thinking, I'm not sure about all that. Try it. Ah, I'm not sure about all this stuff about Bible. I'm here for the first time today. I'm just here kicking the tires as Pastor Ed uses. Listen, what if the Bible's true? What if everything the Bible says is accurate? What do you have to lose? Well, the fourth thing we're going to look at, we've got focus on themselves, their role, the freedom focused on the power, and then the last is people who find freedom must focus on the fourth, and that's going forth. It's an obligation that we have as Christians to tell people about Jesus Christ. Who told you? It's always a good question. Who told you? Who brought you to the, the faith of Jesus Christ? Who invested in you? Someone did, or maybe you just kind of figured it out on your own. Who told you? Somebody went forth on on your behalf. Listen, Charles Spurgeon says this, the power that is in the gospel does not lie in the eloquence of the preacher. Otherwise, men would be the converters of souls, nor does it lie in the preacher's learning. Otherwise, it would consist in the wisdom of men. Listen to this. We might preach, our tongues rotted, till we would exhaust our lungs and die, but never would a soul would be converted unless the Holy Spirit, with the Word of God, come together to convert the soul." So what that matter, if I'm here until I'm blue in the face and I get on my hands and knees and cry, I'll bark like a dog. If Holy Spirit's not calling you and if the Word of God's not penetrating, it's not happening. That gets the, that gets the burden off of the pastors here. We, we, we can do our best. so We can share God's Word. We can preach the message. We can influence. We can show by example. We can do all these things, but it's not, it's not up to us. It's up to God. So if you have that funny feeling in your stomach or in your and your being saying, you need to make this decision to do something by the end of this service, that's up to you. That's up to you. And I don't judge you if you don't. We just want to love you. We just want to help you at Heartland. That's what we're all about here. Verse 20 and 21 tell us to go forth and tell. And Paul says in verse 20, it's my ambition to preach the gospel. That's his whole mission. That's what he's all about. In verse 21, those people will understand, even if they've never heard, they're going to understand Paul Paul was a freedom-loving pioneer when it comes to missions, evangelism, and church planting. He was bold and committed to sharing the good news of Jesus Christ until death, burial, resurrection of Jesus. And that's what it's all about. That's the gospel message. So sharing is something we need to do each and every day. Make it a priority. Verses 22 and 23. He's late for one reason. When he talks about being hindered, he's late for one reason. It's because he was in other regions where he was preaching the gospel, And it was the priority to come hang out with these guys because there was still work to be done. There are still people that need to be reached. So Paul stayed and was late because he wanted to share it with these other people. And then he goes on to say in the next verse in 23, however, I ministered to that region. I was there, but now I'm done. I've hit all the regions. I've done everything I could do. So now he says, I'm released and I can now come to you. Wouldn't that be awesome if we all had that attitude? that we're going we're gonna to have that passion and commitment to want to serve. And of course, back in Bible days, you can't pick up the cell phone and holler at these people saying, yo, I'm late. <laughs> Send a text. I wonder how differently things would be back then if they all had texting and Facebook and stuff. The Apostle Paul reaching out to another apostle saying, yo, Timothy. <laughs> Y'all get that when you get home. Paul exhausted his work in all these areas before he came because he wanted to make a difference. How about you today? What does all that mean for us? Regardless of a person's background, regardless of skin color, finances, socioeconomic, cultural differences, it doesn't matter. All people should be reached. You agree with that? All people should be reached. There should be no one exempt. And that happens right here at Heartland. We have to go forth and evangelize people. It's not all gonna happen right here in our building. We have to go out and go forth and do things out in the community, doing mission trips and do the things we've done in the past to make a difference so we can go forth. Pastor Red said it before, the only thing that radically change the hearts for all the unrest we've been experiencing across our nation and around the world, whether it's the coronavirus or whether it's the unrest for the, the differences that we're experiencing out there, the bottom line is there's only one person that can bring unity and harmony to our world. And who is it? Jesus Christ. Now, if you're scratching your head saying, I don't get all that, try it in your own life first, and you can see you gain that freedom and how that freedom can benefit you. Jesus Christ will change perceptions, attitudes, and understanding. It did me. So, who have you gone forth with in the past 12 months? Who have you really reached out to to tell them about your church, tell them about your faith, challenge them, Whatever. And the next question is, who do you plan to go forth with in the upcoming months? Target someone. Have it in your heart. Sometimes we do direct prayer we say the first person that pops in your mind and your heart, pray for that person, and I'm doing the same thing to you now. Think about that person. If you haven't done it in a long time, think about a person in your life that you want to reach out to and make a difference in, Galatians 6-1. So who shared the gospel message with you, with you? Where did you get saved? Not the, not the exact date and time, but the circumstance. The situation. When did you know you were saved? When you made that commitment. And if that's something you doubt, before we close today, we're going to give you that opportunity to pray about that. And to nail that down in your life, you can gain the freedom that we're always talking about at Heartland. You can have that freedom to have Jesus Christ as part of your life, and then you have that freedom to be able to share with others. You know, each and every week we have a link on our website. You can go to that, that website and, and click on that link and share a prayer request. Each and every week our, our staff still prays. Every week for all the prayer requests that are typed in. We can't do the crosses right now or the, the information behind the seat back just because of the virus situation. But online or right here in this auditorium, you can go online and send us a decision you made today or tell us a prayer request you have or even a praise report. We love hearing from you and we pray for you each and every monday during our staff meetings so if you're wondering today and you're scratching your head thinking what is all this about but you know something's in your heart right now and you want to make sure so you're sure that you're sure just pray with me right now so father in this size of an auditorium with this many people there's could be somebody in here who doesn't have that freedom uh the freedom to to have jesus christ as their lord and savior the freedom to be able to To share with others, keep others accountable, to understand what their role and responsibility is. So Father, I just pray you'll take over their hearts right now. Allow the Holy Spirit to be with us right this minute. So if that's you right now, pray with me. Say, Father, forgive me where I've failed. Forgive me of my sins. I want to be renewed. I want to change my direction and I want to make things right. So I'm going back. I'm taking a complete turn. Father, I realize that you died on the cross and you shed your blood for me and you're the son of God and you came here as it says in your word, for whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So it's clear, Father, that you say in your word that if we believe in our heart that you came here to die for our sins and that you're the son of God and we ask you to become our savior and our Lord in our hearts and reign forever, that you will save us And that if something were to happen to us, we would go to heaven and not hell. That's true. So, Father, we just ask you to hear your people. So tell them right now, I want you to be my Savior and Lord. I'm turning from my sins, and I'm going to run to you so you can take me to heaven when that time on this earth comes, whether it's the rapture or you you die or whatever the case may be. So I celebrate right now for anyone who's made that, that decision, and I pray that they'll let us know so we can celebrate further with them. So Father, take the rest of this service as we get ready to wrap it up and we're able to go home. And I pray you'll touch lives, touch hearts and make a difference in all of us that we can gain the freedom that Paul had to tell people about the Lord Jesus uh, Christ and, and just help us with this. Of course, in the wonderful, matchless name of Jesus, I pray. If you're here at that prayer, say amen. So we look forward to hearing you on our website. Look forward to getting feedback from you and let us know how you're doing. And it's, um, it's all about you. Because at Heartland, at Heartland, love, say it with me, love lives here.